Welcome to the Game Design Reviews Podcast Show. It's episode 5, and it's the 3rd of January, 2010. I'm Christian Majewski. Hello, I'm Yujong Chen. Hi, I'm Fabrizio. And today we are going to take a... Well, you know, it's the first episode of, of the year, so um, we are kind of a little bit late to the party, but we're going to still uh, you know, take a look back on the games we played in the year 2009. And since this is a Game Design Reviews, Game Design Reviews, we would like to take maybe a little small spin on on the whole, you know, looking back on games, Retros- and retrospective and whatever um, game of the year stuff. This is not exactly one of them, yeah. But we wanted to look at games in um, design perspective. Yeah, maybe to bring it back to games then, because I, I reckon recently you know we, we talked a lot about games and it was often very difficult to you know draw a line between our podcast and a normal game podcast. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to maybe try to um, look at, at games we played this year and things that you know, game design things that we noticed about them and things that we maybe would like to change in in, in next games in, in, in the upcoming year in 2010. So um, who would like to start? Volunteers, Ichong, <laughs> because I haven't I haven't heard so much about you during the holidays I, because you you played some games recently and you didn't comment so much. Okay, yeah, I can do that. Um, in the, during the holidays, I played Resident Evil 5, which is admittedly a bit late to the party. Well, all of our games, that I think I, I only played two games that, that were released in 2009. Which, which were? Uh, NF, Net for, Need for Speed Shift. And Modern and, Warfare 2. Uh, oh, yes, three games, Modern Warfare and uh, um, Red Faction. All right, okay. Yeah, well, I, actually, I played um, the new Super Mario Brothers Wii. Yeah. Uh, right at launch, mm. liked it. Um, yeah, but let's first talk about Resident Evil, maybe. Well, um, I was looking for a title to to fill fill out the gap. Actually, only during for the holidays, because um, I finished previously Modern Warfare One, and um, uh, yeah. yeah, one what? from you, mm-hmm. and um, I know that. Neta is coming out this this week or the following week, so I, I needed something which I can finish in maybe two weeks. And uh, yeah, anyway, um, I, I go, went for Resident Evil and mostly for the graphics. And well, my expectations uh, on the graphics were fulfilled. It looks really nice, the, the especially the lighting, but also the models in general. And how the characters, is, yeah, uh, how the characters? Nice. How are the animations? Because this is their telling tale of. of yeah, it's 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 nice, but um, I'm not sure. Well, there are this, you know, um, all the the praises on Uncharted Two. I'm not sure mm-hmm. which one's better, but uh, this one definitely holds its own. This looks nice, um, but after the the whole, I played the single player campaign. Um, I finished it once, and in general, I think the they are having problems with the, the control and and also with the heritage, with mm-hmm. the, the the legacy. They can can't let go of the of things that yes. don't make sense today. 
Yes, I, um, the, the the game design is pretty outdated. I think um, back, basically they have uh, the Resident Evil Four formula with HD graphics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the graphics part works out very well, but um, the gameplay, which was a evolutionary step for back, uh, for Resident Evil Four back then, a couple of years ago, um, if if you uh, look at the game in in, in the context in today's context. Especially uh, the, the last game I finished before that was uh, Modern Warfare 1. So it was a really fluid first-person shooter where control just clicks and, and you have this very exciting uh, action experience. And then coming to Resident Evil 5, which tries to be a little bit like a first-person shooter um, control-wise, mm-hmm. where you can strafe and look around, uh, which is dis- distributed uh on the two sticks, the one's walking, the other is uh, walk, looking around. But then you can you, you have to uh, stay on the spot to shoot. You can't walk and shoot. Yeah, yeah. Is... you haven't played Resident Evil before, haven't you? No. Oh, okay. So it's 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 a bit weird. It's like they they call it tank controls or like a walking turret because, okay, because you can only you can walk only... and shoot. You or, or shoot, you mean? Or so shoot, you, you can't okay. do both. Yeah. So I think you need to press on one of the triggers or something to yeah. go into shoot mode. And when you're in shoot mode, you can't move. Right? That's right. Yeah, it's it doesn't make sense today, especially no. um, when uh, in Resident Evil Four, the you you couldn't strafe. I think. So um, the the problem wasn't that obvious. I mean, it, it would make sense if you have to set up a sentry gun or something like this, but um, only with a handgun. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, I think don't know. So. I think it worked. I, I I played a Wii version of Resident Evil mm-hmm. Four, and I didn't miss anything from the controls. I mean, at some point, it really felt you know right. Yeah, uh, that's something I'm I'm wondering about also because in there I. I uh, with the fourth edition, mm. I didn't think it was a problem. It, it kind of works, but the f- uh, five was, you know, controls like not like hell, but it controls not not very well. Mm. Um, I don't know. Maybe a big part of this is uh, atmosphere, yeah. and uh, that's why I talked about the legacy. It has been a survival horror game where the pace is very slow, and you're constantly know worried or or have fear uh, about dying or whatever things coming out from the next corner but that is missing a lot here uh granted you have zombie like uh, enemies wh- wh- which come out from the next corner and surprise you but um there was i don't think there was uh, one single instance where i was you know f- where I felt fear for my character that I could die or, uh, oh God, what's coming next? Mm. Uh, this kind of, um, well, the, the, this formula and this atmosphere that was for me the Resident Evil um, brand. Mm. So, um, and, and, you know, they brought the whole game to Africa. Uh, a lot of things are uh, out, of, out uh, in the open, in the field. Uh, you have a lot of daylight. Uh, okay, you have also other indoor stuff and um, very traditional Resident Evil settings like lab and so so on. But 
in general, um, there wasn't much of this um, suspense. It's it's just action. It's good action, but for that action and with that, um, oh, we're so first-person shooter-inspired control, but not quite there. It doesn't work very well, I think. Well, I'm very uh, curious how, how what I will think about the game because we are planning to play it cooperatively. Yeah, I heard that the experience is very different if you do it like that. I heard that, yeah, because it becomes more action-oriented. What I was wondering, the thing that I found the most striking about Resident Evil Four that it was, I'm struggling to call it story, but because it wasn't really a story, but you know, you you start up in this very unseeming little village and, mm -hmm. and you go like okay I'm gonna just go breeze through this village and there's maybe a castle at the end and I'm gonna get a guy in a castle and it, but it, it it just turns into this wild roller coaster ride where you know you go through a castle and then you go with a boat to an island and yeah. then there's a ru ruin beneath the island and and things get weirder and weirder and, and, and it just keeps on giving and there's a laboratory and I don't know yeah And, and it just, um, it, it was, uh, for me, it was really shocking because, um, you know, you had so low expectations at the beginning because we're just some rural mm. area. And it, it surprised you totally by, by turning you, you know, leading you from one awesome scenario into another awesome scenario. <laughs> so <coughs> did it, does it still have this vibe in, in, in the fifth one? Well, if you go by the, the, the sceneries, I would say yes, but um, after four, that you were not so easily surprised. Yeah, okay, you, you expect uh, something awesome. Yes, because uh, you know the first three and, and the other spin-offs were like um, urban and, and city oriented, and that's why why the fourth was such a you know step uh, forward. Mm -hmm. But the fifth wasn't so much because they they had already um, in advance this all, all this um, promotional material that uh, it's going to be in Africa that it's going to look this way and this racist thing and everything. <laughs> um, I, I did I, I do like the the different locations, but um, I also think that the 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 impact of each is not as great as the in the fourth. Uh, oh, uh, one thing that just came to me. One thing that maybe uh, plays a role is that uh, in the fourth, there's this cult thing. Mm. Uh, there was some religious leader in that village who controls everybody, uh, and it turns out that it's um, because of some biological weapon that this this um, re religious leader is able to control all the. Other people. Well, you paid more attention to the story than I did. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the fifth, it's like, you know, random black people infected with uh, this, this disease virus. or virus. And uh, they try to continue the story with um, this virus and whatnot. And I don't know, it doesn't work out as well. Uh, is there some crazy... There's no cult. And, and... Okay. Yeah, but this cult thing was also only, you know, kind of... Um put on this virus thing so it was only yeah. one person who kind of used it to to control people so yes but okay you have to play the game i mean it's, yeah, it's, it's maybe, one of yeah. the really striking games from from to tell, from the old generation okay. yeah yeah well I, between the two i would rather recommend the fourth but yeah. uh, you don't have a wii so i play it at my place <laughs> <laughs> um you can borrow a ps2 from game lab ps2 yeah. Uh, so okay, okay, okay. It's also PS2. 
So, uh, yeah, the other thing, uh, well, regarding this cult thing is, well, when there's religious things involved and uh, you have this mysterious yeah, and you yeah. don't know what's going on, maybe they, these people are crazy. And uh, you, I really had this feeling that these um, controlled, mind-controlled people wanted to get to you and they, they yell something at you in an uh, unknown language yeah. from behind you. It's thanks to surround, it works well. Then you have this, this fear moments. But in the new, they... they I don't think they ever speak okay. those uh, non-zombie non zombies because they say they are not not zombies because because they are not undead but they are just mind controlled and um, you know biologically um, manipulated. Okay. So um, well, it's it's, it's didn't strange. Have the same impact. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You must say also we have to judge a game, of course, always in the context. So Resident Evil Four was this. You know this groundbreaking thing because it's not zombies now. So what is yeah. it now? So you don't have no, no you have no clue. Yeah. And and you know he says even in the beginning it's not a zombie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so you have not no clue. Some strange guys. You know what's going on. You have to figure it out. So you were very involved in the story. But now you know we had, we had four. So we know Las Plagas or you yeah. know, we know what's what's going on. So now it's Las Plagas too, basically. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, well. So um, game design-wise, I think they have to do another step forward for the next for the inevitable sequel. That um, that's, I mean, if they want to, they should embrace the action fully and uh, you know update the controls that is fluid and um, they have to find some other you know un unique the, element. Is, is it from the ego perspective the game? No, um, it's like gears. Yeah, it's okay. third, person. So third person. It was also one of the the fourth one was one of the games that kind of um, established, started it, started yeah. the whole the, idea the perspective, of third, the, third perspective. Okay. Yeah, the follower perspective, but still, you know, kind of ego control. But you have this quite cinematic um, framing of images, which uh, works still nice. Yeah. Okay, so you think the the franchise needs to evolve some more? Yes, because um, it's not so much not not so much survival horror anymore. At least in a, on a normal difficulty setting, um, they need to find something else, or maybe rethink how fear should work. Because they they toot this um, the, the slogan for the game is the "fear you won't forget." No, and I, I it doesn't did, doesn't work. At all. I haven't felt any fear, mm -hmm. so this is, this is off. Many, have... many people say that that um, that um, that space is the Red New Resident Evil. In okay. Some way. And yeah, I, I can understand that. So. Um, I've read somewhere that uh, blah, 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 Dead Space um, proves that you can shoot and walk at the same time <laughs> <laughs> pretty well. Okay, so uh, what about other games? Other games I played? Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. Ninja, Ninja Gaiden 2 I already wrote about, so, well, maybe Prototype. Yeah. Um, uh, prototype also from this year. Um... Many people will know it from the the, the comparison with Infamous. Mm. Um, I you wouldn't played Infamous. No, because I don't have a PS3. Mm. I liked Prototype while it lasts. It uh, well for people who don't who don't know it, it's a sandbox type type of game where you roam around in the city of New York, and uh, you are a also virus infected uh, mutants who gains superpowers and. Um, destroys well, everything. Yeah, basically, the concept says it, it destroys everything, but um, it's not it's not reflection. You just destroy a certain uh, certain 
architecture and and other mutants kill people kill people well my my gripe about the game is the, uh, the upgrade the, the evolution structure well because the game talks about evolution points uh which you can spend to upgrade your abilities mm-hmm. um this is something that many uh, reviews already complained about that um the abilities are not so balanced certain games uh, certain abilities will tend to will be uh, dominant strategies you will use them primarily and and uh, will neglect others uh, this is true and uh, my suggestion is that uh they should make the, the evolution more organic it's not uh the current form is that you have a list um which is categorized in in five or six uh lists where you, you can upgrade your combat and and certain p- powers and uh my suggestion would be that you can upgrade each kind of power you have like six uh, mutant power which with each uh each has its own moveset and uh but you can always upgrade every one of them and i think if if that's not true but you can only upgrade certain kind of things and uh sort of you can go down certain paths of uh, evolution so you can you know form your your growth more organically during the course of game so for example if you want to play a character more more aggressive on direct combat you can try to 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 evolve is it, is it evolve, is it? evolve evolve, evolve. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, to to evolve um, the the combat path let's yeah. call it like this more and but on the other hand you don't have that much uh, defense defense for example put, to put it simply simply yes yeah. yeah so what i heard about a lot about is that if i understand you correctly that you get so much new abilities that you aren't able to use them all and you actually aren't that's rewarded true. for using them all. Well, yeah, that's the truth. Well, reward is... The only re- reward you get from using the abilities to own the other enemies. Mm. And so <clears throat> we're back at the dominant strategy mm. problem. Um, yeah, but that's true. Because if you if you limit the amount of abilities you can uh, evolve in each playthrough then you wouldn't have that much of a problem in this department. Also, it would encourage uh, replays. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, to explore the city in different styles. Uh, They have this disguise feature I rather like, but um, they're using it only superficially. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so this is one of the things um, they should... This is something that runs parallel to the other combat abilities and whatnot. But um, I would rather see this to be a alternate playstyle. Like what you said earlier about Fallout 3, that um, you would try to solve quests yeah. more by talking. This yeah. kind of uh, focus. Also, that you can play finish the game with different styles, and that basically each of the you know um, mutant power is a certain kind of playstyle. And uh, well. Playing into this whole thing is um, this concept they have for to to tell the story. They have this uh, called uh, so-called web of intrigue, mm. where you consume certain key f- figures uh, who supposedly are important persons in the whole conspiracy thing, and uh, consuming them will unlock uh, short cutscenes which uh, reveal. 
uh, small snippets, snippets of stories. Mm. Well, it's a neat idea, but um, well, it's too game. It's made. Uh, it's, it's it's realized too gamey. Mm-hmm. By that I mean uh, certain people um, appear on certain streets, random, certain random blocks. Not like... totally random. This certain person will always appear in this block. But uh, they respawn, for instance, which is good from a gameplay uh, perspective because you can retry. Uh, but it kind of also takes out this, um, oh, this is the person I'm going after. And uh, you, you don't discover this person um, by, well, unco- uh, discovering the story. So um, it's not like uh, you, you know a bit more about the, the the background, and then you know which next person to get. Mm-hmm. But so it's not like a detective work where you where one yeah. clue uh, leads to another. Exactly, so exactly. Mm-hmm. So that would be much better, and also would work uh, in multiple playthroughs that you can follow different paths of, uh, you know, well, basically, web of intrigue is the appropriate word, mm-hmm. but um, it's too too, too much made like a collective collectible it's not so much a discovering story mm-hmm. uh, and this web structure would work better for um, the other situation I have uh, this this organic evolving mm-hmm. that you have uh, well, I, I've kind seen, of a tech tree yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and that you can't have everything in one go but um, you know if you are you will that's what I said mm-hmm. yeah, so I have to focus on, on one specific yeah. path yeah, so it looks like like, um, like prototype is one of the games that has all the elements kind of in place, but it's to lose. They the, the, didn't really focus on on, on the specific um, game design choice, which, which limit the possibilities, but which also would kind of you know um, yeah. make them more valuable to the player. Yeah, I don't know if uh, they hadn't focused on on it or anything like that, but uh, just an alternate suggestion on on the game design mm-hmm. all right um so one of the other games you played uh i know which i'm very curious to learn about is uh, super mario the new super mario Bros. okay <clears throat> uh well super mario brothers i played the 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 previous one which is the new super mario brothers on ds which is a 2d gameplay classic uh, super mario it's more like the first and the third super mario on the nes the uh, first the first Let, let's, say, let's say the third. Okay. Oh, the third, okay. I can live um, on the third. And uh, with 3D graphics, but 2D gameplay. Um, I'm not sure because it's fun and uh, well done, Nintendo quality and everything. I'm just not sure how much of a step forward it is. The cooperative aspect works. Um... <clears throat> But I feel that the benefit of multiplaying is not pronounced enough. Um, at the beginning, well, I started the game single player, and then my girlfriend um, jumped in. Mm-hmm. And so I was still very much on the mindset that, well, I, I constantly felt that I, I, um, I was... Well, no, she dragged me down. Mm. And, and she was kind of following along and you were kind of doing the, the not, major work. Well, that, that's, that's not so much of a problem. Uh, the problem was uh, the player collision. Uh, 
Uh. So that if I want to uh, jump away or or uh, uh, evade something, I would jump. Uh, she would be in my way, or vice versa, and that really, really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about the game that it's kind of this uh, relationship breaker. Yeah, but, but I've also uh, read blog posts uh, which say that uh, it's 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 basically uh, a relationship game where people learn more about their interaction with their partner. That uh, oh wow, uh, I need to talk more with my partner and. <laughs> <laughs> We don't talk so much. That's why we bump into each other. <laughs> and no, no. Some 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 guy also said that. Oh, uh, it was a, a good mirror showing that um, I'm more the guy who uh, who who's, who goes out and does the work and and uh, she she's he's, no no she's uh, and and um, the missus would be more the backup guy who uh, takes care of other things and um, you know hält den guten frei. Oh, who. Um, uh, Who got your back? Got, got your back. Got, yeah. So uh, th this is something some guy experience, which one of I think is nice. Uh, the game is able to bring out that uh, aspect. So what does the game tell about the relationship between two friends? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, three friends. <laughs> yeah, right. I, now I, rem I remember because we played it. Yeah, uh, played it. <laughs> oh yeah, you played it. And I, I killed you a lot. <laughs> I tea back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Mario, that's awesome. <laughs> no, with, no you could be really allowed to. Yeah, because with buddies. <laughs> I was missing that. I can't kill Chi. <laughs> And uh, that's partly because, well, it's, it's mostly because um, I played with Chi the normal campaign and I played with you guys the, um, the, 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 the other, well, not... The standalone levels. The standalone levels. So it does matter if we make it to the finish. And um, well, so it's different. So if people die, it doesn't matter. <coughs> it's just, just messing around. Uh, whereas in the normal mode, where I, which I played with Chi, um, I did want to uh, finish well and, and die as, li uh, as little as much, uh, as little as possible. So there's this other, this focus. Yeah. I'm interested. Um, the game I'm currently playing since one day or so is uh, Little Big Planet, mm -hmm. and it's also a jump and run with multiplayer functionality. So <laughs> I wonder what the differences and what the similarities are. I, for example, I realized I was playing a little bit my, with my girlfriend, and she liked you know the first few levels, but she lost very quickly interest when the game became too difficult. Like restarting level was like, oh geez, I don't, I don't want to go through all this again. And so no checkpoints or something like this? No, there are no checkpoints. So if you if you lose too many lives, and it's also not really clear how many lives you have, so it's a bit, a bit frustrating. And also the jumping's a bit dodgy, so you, it's a bit difficult. When you lose, you don't really know why you lost. Mm -hmm. But uh, one of the things that she really liked about the game was that the fact that you can slap each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the most funny thing was just, you know, standing around, doing nothing and slapping each other. Because it's kind of difficult to pull off because you have to work with analog sticks and I can do like a motion with an analog stick. And, and it doesn't really hurt anybody. So it, it, it just looks funny. <laughs> okay, so, so it's kind of like an army of two um, when you, you, you know, you can... 
Wow, that's quite yeah. quite a jump we made. No, no, it's it's, it's it's kind of taunting, you know. So uh, you know, on Street Fighter, just saying something. Yeah. It's, it's just a gesture that that not really um, influences the gameplay itself yeah. or the, or the, or the mm -hmm. goals or anything. But um, it's nice nice to have for the. Yeah, Little Big Planet kind of makes this um, puppet thing uh, big theme. It's really fascinating because they have a lot of options on how to, um, you know, modify things about your uh, act with your puppet without doing actually anything in the world. So you can change the face, um, mm -hmm. your face, uh, the, the uh, face expression, the face expression. So you can change the face expression. Um, you have, or you can move your arms around and some stuff like that. Things that don't have so the game complete game. outfit, basically. Well, you can also dress up, but but okay, that's, but that's I mean, the different that's... thing. You can change the face expressions in the game while you're playing. Oh, ah, okay, okay. And you can also move your arms around while you're playing. Like you, you know, there are things like you know, music videos when people are doing like um, makinima with with stuff. But, oh, so okay. during a jump or something. Yeah, you can like, at any point you can change your face expressions. Oh, that's it's nice. Mapped on the directional. I mean, it's, it's it's silly, but it's kind of I don't know. It's 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 very social thing in some. Yeah, ways. I think it's nice. Um, you know, that's it's a it's an expression. Yeah, yeah I mean, in this case, you even have to talk even more or less to people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very social. <laughs> it's not a bad strategy on on PSN because um, if you you can play it over the internet with people, and if you do so, you know, not everybody has um, headphones on. A... Can you also teabag others? <laughs> I'm not sure, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure people figured out some obscene gestures you can do in this game. One of the things you can do is both levels and. Then and you know like the immediate thing people do is big, build levels with cocks in it and something like that you know? <laughs> of course the, the first thing somebody builds so I can build a penis <laughs> yeah wow great awesome. no but um, I mean, it would be interesting to see the differences between the games yeah definitely so I do need a PS3 or you can just come over and we can because I still have to there are some set levels I need two players for and Veronica my, my girlfriend isn't, doesn't want to play anymore. Well, she's not very... And if she, if she does, then she gets very frustrated very quickly, or, or mm. I get frustrated very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that. I <laughs> but um, after a while, well, to, to come back to, to Super Mario Brothers on Wii, um, if you talk, then it works way better, obviously, but um, I don't know, in the beginning it... it I, it didn't occur to me that it should be played that way, uh, but after that I realized um, that it makes sense that the the game is only local multiplayer mm. because we doesn't have we uh, team speak. Well, or, it does have the microphone voice. thing, but it's not really yeah marketed. The the microphone does not does not have the penetration uh, in over a year or something like the game has in a week. Mm -hmm. It sold like two millions or something yeah, until it, now. No, no, not really many games um, feature it. Yeah, and um, yeah, but still, um, design-wise, I think um, I know it's it's hard to criticize a Nintendo game that they clearly test it to death mm -hmm. and it's uh, polished and smoothed out and everything. Still, um, just a gut feeling that. <clears throat> um, Maybe it would be more of an innovation if uh, there wasn't a single-player campaign at all, mm. or that certain things you can only get with two players. Because right now it's that it's um, you can't do everything by yourself, and some things will be easier uh, with multiplayer. Mm. <clears throat> but uh, there's no need. Okay, because in Big Planet there is 
there is stuff like that because mm. there, there are levels and you can play through them and you can finish them but there are certain areas and it's clear, clearly marked there's an extra sign mm -hmm. telling you okay this area you can only finish if you are at least two players mm. okay I see but then again maybe uh, it's hard because they did that for with, with um, Zelda Four Swords mm. and uh, it is still a problem to get enough people and especially local so that yeah, means if, exactly. if they go down that route then maybe most people won't be able to finish the game mm -hmm. so it's difficult but still well, basically my, 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 my main point is that um, the difference should be more pronounced that um, the benefits two or three or four players should be you, you should um, feel that it's worth it more mm -hmm. than just well, well we'll play together mm -hmm. um, well it's worth a lot to my, my girlfriend, but uh, to me it's okay. I could have just done it differently and it would be okay as well. Thank yeah, yeah, I can yeah. do other stuff with her. It's still spending time together mm -hmm. and um, and the game does not... Uh, it's not better um, per se mm -hmm. with, with this, this co-op functionality, I think. Okay, so I was wondering, you were kind of criticizing Resident Evil for not developing the franchise further. Mm -hmm. um, how would you judge the, the newest installment of Super Mario Brothers? In the... Oh, okay. Um... Do you think they're doing progress there, or do you think it's, it was a bad decision? I mean, did it, is it different from the others? Is it the jump forward now, having the players? Because I, I only played at, at GDC. Okay. Mm -hmm. no, uh, Gamescom. Gamescom, right. I would quote uh, Daniel Cook, uh, who, who said that you should not innovate um, mildly. You should mm. innovate either, you know, iteratively a little bit mm. or a lot, be radical. Mm. And this is to, to explain that, uh, the, the rationale behind it is that um, Mr. Cook says if you do something completely different, then uh, you create a new market mm. and you won't be measured by old standards. And if you um, improve only iteratively, then uh, it's clear to see that you are you are still Super Mario, and then you do this next step, and people can relate to to this small improvement. Mm -hmm. But if you are you fall mid middle ground, you know you are different enough to put uh, to to you know um, confuse people that uh, it's, it's Super Mario, but not quite. But it's not something completely new either. Then you have this um, strange expectation. How's <laughs> the cat? <laughs> so um, the re reception is not very good, mm -hmm. and I would say that this falls between <coughs> uh, a iterative improvement and this this strange middle ground because mm -hmm. this multiplayer um, aspect does not. Not something that strikes in you. It's no. immediately. Yeah. At least not something that when you hear about it, you think it's amazing. When you play it, I thought it was kind of a big deal. It feels it feels more of a big deal than it sounds when you, when you really play it, I thought. If, but then again, I was only If playing. you play the party mode, the, the, the yeah. uh, single-level mode, then maybe, yes, it's more like a messing around and party kind of thing, but... Um, what they say? Player mode. I think you you think it goes back to being normal. Yeah, it's it's not enough. Um, mm -hmm. 
Well, because the the slogans also is the moral you know, but now you can enjoy it with your uh, friends and, and family. And that's a kind of a good point because, like, the, I think the most people think about the game like, okay, so it's like the DS game but with multiplayer. Yeah. So I I've played the DS games. I don't have to play it again, and that's what I feel about it. That's why I. That's true. That's true. I, I wasn't so so interested in getting it because I thought, okay, I was playing the DS game. I was. By the end, I wasn't really interested in the DS game. It mm -hmm. got old very quickly. And I thought, okay, it's, it's going to be the same thing with, with, with this one. Yeah, I think it's true. I mean, it's a, it's a testament to the level design that it works for a single player and for multiplayer. Yeah, of course. Really. Uh, I think it's a, quite a feat to pull off that, you know, the games, the, the levels work for both and they're in both cases fun. But still, the... Well, the It's not that that big an innovation, uh, especially when uh, on the E3 they said that kind of, I don't know the Miyamoto uh, worked on this 17 years and this is the <laughs> the next big step for the franchise. I don't think so. Okay, that's a good good uh, finishing <laughs> sentence. Okay. okay, do we have any any other games you would like to discuss? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, so. So these three are the most uh, most intriguing ones of the of 2000. Yeah, uh, maybe there's another uh, one, but uh, let's. I think let's make a take a break yeah. and then we uh, talk about your stuff. Fabrizio stuff. All right, we we'll take it a small break and then we're gonna give you some more Fabrizio. <laughs> <laughs> And now Fabrice is going to talk a bit uh, about the games he played this year. I think this was, like, for for most of us, this was kind of the first year we had with an Xbox console. You were the, the late guy. When, yeah. when did you begin? I think I began about, uh, I think, two to three months months ago, okay. something like this. So you're, so you're a new guy. I'm really, I'm really late, yeah. I mean, I had a, had a PS3 before that, but um, yeah, only... It doesn't count. No, not really, because only two games, and these games are also only played uh, not so... Oh, well, I played it much, but, you know, only two games, so uh, forget about it. Um, okay, what uh, games did you... Virtual Fighter was, was it? Oh, yeah, Virtual Fighter was the game I played most, yeah. So let's start a flame wall. Virtual Fighter versus Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Street Fighter owns it, clearly. Okay. Oh, well, not, not clearly. It's, it's different, I think. Um, there there are some, some aspects. Okay, yeah, so, so but, to, yeah. to get it clear, one of the games we all played was this year was Street Fighter 4. Mm -hmm. It was right. one of the games from this year, uh, from 2009, and one of the games... Yeah. I think we all got it almost at, at release day. Or yeah, it's pretty it's less, yeah, it was actually uh, for me the system seller. Oh, you, you, yeah, you've been the, the first one who had it. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, no. I, I was the one who was playing the least of it. For, I don't know what what reasons because I spent so much money on it. <laughs> <laughs> But you, yeah, you played a lot uh, other stuff generally. Yeah, I, I just didn't have any any room for it. But I'm I'm, I'm planning on on getting back before Super Speed Fighter. Please do that. Uh, yeah, do it, do it. <laughs> just the other night, um, I had an online fight with Fabrizio where he 
didn't play with Sagat and it was, it was more balanced and it was yeah. way more fun. Yeah. It was really, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. because Fabrizio, you were you were kind of the one who invested the most time in this game, I guess. Mm. So do you want to talk about Street Fighter 4? Yeah, why not? Yeah? I mean, okay. it's a game we all played, so everybody can, yeah, why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I really appreciated the game very much. Um, but, but, you know, I think the, the thing that really... Um, Interest, interested me most about the game is I think this is also a personal thing is you know that there's this really big challenge in this game you know it's really a competition game it's a game where you know you have to really kind of work out some kind of skill because uh, it's, it's pretty complex in itself so uh, this is something I really enjoyed and of course the online mode so that you can always play against other people and you know this is something I really like because you can get into the game very deeply in a very short time because uh, I'm not not now not not seen on a global scale, but much more in in between. You know, if you know the game already a little bit, you just can sit in front of your TV, you um, you you um, throw on your console, and you start playing against other people online on a pretty high level. Mm. So this is something I really enjoyed about it, and it, it's it's not that time consuming when you play it like this. Okay, on a global scale, of course it is, but um, not on a day or in a week because you can play it twenty minutes or mm. half an yeah. hour a day, and it's enough. It's okay. Yeah, I know. So it's a really nice game for in between, you know. So you can get in quick and you can get out quick. Yeah, and of of course, also there are no unlockables or something like that. Some things like um, in Modern Warfare Two. Well, there are unlockables, but there are some. But they are kind they of are silly. Yeah, but they're the badges. They're, they're, kind, of bad, really. they're kind of achievements, but they are not really like you unlock something and this makes you better at the game. No. Mm, yeah. Like okay. in Modern Warfare. I see what, yeah. Okay, maybe the characters. I mean, you have to you have to yeah, play the gosh. arcade mode to get um, yeah, characters like that, the Kuma. And yeah, this was actually quite annoying, I thought, because you, the things you have to do to unlock them all are really kind of nobody tells you what you have to do. You have to kind of yeah, you have check out vlogs. Really, very typical um, Japanese. Yeah. But I think um, it's, in it's general, really nerdy kind of, you know, because yeah. because they already say okay, you have to be kind of a hardcore player. Yeah, it's no game for 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 casual people. So, uh, but I like it somehow, you know, because it's. It's rough. It's it's real somehow. You mean the <laughs> unlock uh, aspect or the the practice aspect? Mm, both. Both. Well, uh, <clears throat> I think it's, it uh, it annoys me that um, unlock conditions are not clear. Yeah, I really don't like. It. But Which it's it typical goes Japanese, for typical Japanese, but right? also for rather most uh, many many Western games as well. Mm. Well, clearly because. Uh, of the, the the tradition, you know, you know, the, they started it in Japanese, and most people working on games probably grew up playing Japanese games. So maybe, yeah. and I think a lot of game developers don't really realize it that, that there is a distinction, you know, that, that you can make something obvious um, how, how to achieve it. You know, you have to do this and this, and then you get this, or you can make it hidden, like it comes surprisingly. Yeah, if it's hidden, then it should be a puzzle, and this. Um, Came, coming up with a solution should be the fun of it. Yeah, also, but, easy, also, also, I think, easy things. Like, for example, I mean, the main thing about unlocking characters now in Street Fighter is um, that you have to play the arcade, uh, arcade mode with certain characters to unlock another yeah, character. Yeah. So, you know, they could do such easy, easy things. Like, for example, in the um, character selection, they could say, okay, you have already played played this game through with mm -hmm. yeah, people. exactly. Because Simple this visibility stuff. This is something that really sucks, because, for example, for... Um, how is it called? Zeth? For Zeth, yeah. you need to play the arcade mode with all characters. Yeah. And, um, I mean, you, you don't see in the selection screen, and you even don't remember with, yeah. with which characters you've played through the arcade mode and with, with which not. I mean, okay, there are some kind of 
hacks because you can go to your player profile and then you can see okay how many percent uh -huh. I played with which character in arcade mode and then you it's can not obvious no, yeah or you can see which cutscenes you have yeah uh, okay this is also oh, but oh. still you have to go to into that menu and menu. you have to think which are still missing yeah. so it's, it's stupid kind of yeah. and also there are some other achievements like you um, you have to there's one achievement playing with every character on at least a special difficulty to uh, and finish it with a special difficulty like I, I oh normal medium normal. Medium, medium right yeah, right and again you know if you unlocked Seth then maybe you played on the easiest difficulty so yeah. then you completely lost on you know you have to really keep track lost track yeah okay so um, and now about general critique about the game I would say the gameplay itself is really you know tweak uh, in my um, opinion tweak to the max it's it's kind of it's perfect it's really perfect I mean um, and this is also the part where you see that where they put all their time and um, resources in. Um, where it's lacking, and we have also talked a bit about it uh, in the last podcast, is of course, um, for example, this online mode stuff and um, the online lobby and things like that. Mm. I mean, um, okay, at least it is possible that you can play a certain amount of sessions um, with the same person. So this this is okay. That also works not only with friends, but also with random people from the internet. But of course, it's it's kind of silly that after re every fight, you know, you have to kind of leave the the game itself to this um, online lobby thing. Mm -hmm. And this is these are these are really things that they can kind of you know, and that, and also that you have to um, tell every time again that you are ready now, yeah. you know, and to wait for the other guy that he is ready just to come through the character selection screen. These are all things that kind of disturb this game experience, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're all looking forward to Super yeah. Street Fighter. So this is something they really have to streamline, but I'm I'm pretty confident that they will do it. So have you heard about how how to play Street Fighter on PSN? On PSN. Oh, well, you PSN it's, it's it's normal, but there is also a Street Fighter. Ah, okay, it's sorry, I've I've confused it with PlayStation uh, Network. Yeah, um, but there is also a home arcade for Street Fighter. So it's in PlayStation Home. You can be in home and go to the arcade. Yeah, and, and then challenge people yeah. there. Yeah, but the funny thing is that. You have to kind of load up home and you have to go to this arcade when you meet people, then you both agree you want to play. Then you exit home, and the game automatically exits home, needs to start up the entire game of Street Fighter. Then, you know, everything happens in the background. You play one match, and after that match, Street Fighter quits completely. Home loads completely in you, and you're back in this. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean... But but what I think is kind of interesting about this whole um, approach is, and this is something I also I'm, I'm really only seeing it right now is um, or clearly right now kind of is um, you know this thing between okay I want to play quick and fluently and I want to have this kind of arcade feeling where I meet with other people you know and where all these social and arcade things you know come come to play. So I don't know. Perhaps this is something they try to put in in the current online mode because you know you in can the because, yeah because before you start playing you can have a look at the player card of the guy which is also kind of not so clearly you know you have to press an extra button to get mm -hmm. to another screen mm -hmm. and stuff like this but um, so I mean these are kind of two ways to go you know to to make it the most quick so kind of the most efficient or to try to bring this arcade thing of feeling into it but they manage neither. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but in general, the game is, and that's what you um, what you pointed out. The game is really there's not so much fuzzing about, not, not so much jumping through hoops. You just 
push a button and then you you play you, you fight immediately and there is no 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 bullshit around it i mean that's that's almost always the hallmark of, of fighting games yeah well yeah. so you grind not in game but you grind yourself yeah. and there's um the game stays the same so you don't have to Uh, improve your your player character, but yeah, you improve yourself. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing not, not not so much as sticks in the game. You you don't play through the game. You just improve your your own yeah. skills. And this is not something only for hardcore players. What I realized, it seems also to be something that is very interest, uh, very um, attractive for um, for certain um, casual players. For like, example, for example, my girlfriend. So, which which is the game where she tried to? She, well, she likes Street Fighter. She she doesn't really play it a lot, but but the slapping part. She, she understands. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's like slapping. In, 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 in she uh, understands the appeal. Like you know, you just push a button, and then there are just two characters and like, raw confrontation, and just 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 slap <laughs> the shit out of each other. I mean, yeah. that's that's cool. I mean, there is there is no fuzzing about. Like for example, if you if you, if you think low of computer games or something or if you don't expect so much of computer games at all um, anyway if you think that it's a small you know small small entertainment thing you do once and then you go on and do something different then you really want to also have them you it's don't want to easy experience where you can get quick into you know the the, the, the roots are clear okay yeah you hit the other one and yeah. when the energy is down he's and there, you, wait, it's okay and also because if you have something that you build up inside the game like you know if you have a character that that's that levels up or something Then it already requires you to come back later on to you know to to make make sure that the that the yeah. pro there's a some progress that the progress was not lost. Yeah, you have put a certain amount of in investment in um, in the game in the safe game, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. So it, it uh, it's not with your with you. And, and the payoff doesn't come immediately, but you know later on, maybe you get at a certain point when the safe game you know, where maybe there's level up or maybe the, the story wise there's a sudden you know ah now yeah. I understand everything. Like Final Fantasy is the perfect example. I mean, like the newest Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy thirteen. Mm -hmm. I heard that. 13. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's already out in, in Japan. It's not out. No, the, the number is just so funny when you hear yeah. it. You know, <laughs> it's really it's amazing. Yeah. Thirteen. <laughs> so I, I heard about that they kind of uh, still adapted the the, the the philosophy or the pacing from um, Kingdom it? Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. So it takes like five hours until you're really into the game. Oh. <laughs> Well, This I, is ridiculous. I don't plan to play that game, but still, I yeah, I you do. do. <laughs> but uh, come on, Maybe. five hours until you're really into the game. I mean, what the fuck? This is completely weird. Yeah. It's... yeah. Uh, okay, back to Street Fighter. Um, I have a question. Um, they said that they they focus to make the game more uh, beginner friendly. Do you feel that? This, um, I. Dude, have you played Street Fighter before? Yeah, I've played Street Fighter 2. Two. Yeah, okay. So that's not entirely um, the best uh, the best person I was hoping for. I think not, but... I mean... You mean you would like to have that t total noob who never played Street Fighter at all? But I mean... Uh, yeah. what, what do you... Just, I mean, just your impression. That's really the thing. I mean, Street Fighter is kind of an instance somehow. I mean, if you played it once, you, you get it really, I think... If you're not completely dumb, you yeah, sure. you, you get it really quick. But what they're so. saying is that um, they they loosen the, the input um, mm. in the windows that special moves are more easily uh, to execute, this kind of stuff. Do you feel that... Um, well, the special moves themselves, not but the combos, of course, are, or the timing in the combos. But I think this is also kind of an art in Street, in street Fighter itself to, you know, at first, of course, know when you can do what and also um, then doing it, you know, it's... it's mm. uh, 
it's not simply pushing a button, but also looking for the timing, you know, and the right mm. combinations and everything. So I think this is really something that makes kind of an appeal of the whole game mm-hmm. to, to kind of master this part. But uh, I mean, the question is now what, what happens if they, if they kind of change this? Will people get better in, 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 in a shorter time? Because, you know, you have not all these, um, let's call it mechanical stuff, you know, where yeah, you have it to is. Do, it's yeah. kind of, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Why not? Why, why, why shouldn't so uh, it's only mind games. Cool. Oh, it sounds good. No. Well, I one would have to try it. Yeah, I, th- I think also it's something you really have to try out because, um, I mean, it's it's still Street Fighter in its core is a mind game. I mean, you 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 see it pretty quick. You know, for example, when when people who are really good with with different characters, <coughs> they 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 will be always better with you with your best character when you yeah. don't play it that much because they just know the timing which is I think the most crucial part and they know what to do when and they could also rule you just by doing basic things mm-hmm. because they just know what to do when so um, it's interesting I yeah let's there, see what they do with it there's an uh, article on Eurogamer.net yeah. uh, someone tracked down this uh, supposedly world's best Twitter player um, this Japanese guy and, and interviewed him a little bit. Yeah, I recommend reading that. I'll put up the link. What about he has to say about it? He says that uh, he feels that. Well, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can't. I can, okay. um, I can't. Uh, just, it's probably wrong what you are about to hear. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, Perhaps. Just, just read the article. Uh, one thing I. Uh, I'm able to keep is that um, he criticized the saving system, the focus attack that it's um, half-heartedly implemented. Um, there is only very limited um, opportunities you can use that. The focus attack itself. Yeah. Well, you have to understand this is a high-end player. Yeah, I, I think also. I mean, this is really stuff where you get really deep, deep, deep into the game. I mean. Yeah. But but whether what I've already always seen and also use myself uh, now is um, to use the focus at, focus attack cancel to um, you know dodge or kind yeah. of dodge um, um, distant attacks. Okay. So yeah, well, pros do it also pretty pretty much. So. For me, this this uh, focus attack cancel is more uh, you know a, it's kind of a, a work, hack. A hack, yeah. a hack. After really a hack. after they came up with this um, focus attack thing, um, they needed some more use and then. This is what I feel about mm-hmm. it. Um, okay, and they, and, is, and yeah. they, it's for me, it's a um, unworthy substitute for parry. But do you know what, what's funny about this focus attack thing? I've talked with somebody who didn't play Street Fighter at all. Oh, yeah, he didn't play Street Fighter at all before, but started with Street Fighter 4. Mm-hmm. And um, I've played with him once on the PlayStation 3, it was. And, you know, he really kind of um, loved this, this sound, you know, when uh, this this charging sound and mm-hmm. this hit. And this is also, you know, it's, it's really pimped up to the, to the max. So, and he just said, wow, it's cool. He, he likes the sound and the visual and everything. And it's cool. Okay. So, I don't know. Perhaps it is some kind of feature they put in to appeal I, I, somehow. I think for newbies, it's as for, for people who it, are It is easier for, for, uh, yeah. than Paris. Yeah, totally. Definitely. But because well, you're invulnerable while you're using it, one, one hit. One hit. One hit. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but for newbies, I think. <laughs> yes, that's right. practically. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, I think we're all, we all we are all not good enough to you know, dissect the yeah. deaths of of the system. I'm just yeah. I just wanted to point out that article. It's very interesting to 
to read what the top player has to say. Just going back to your question about how was it for new beginning players. Well, I played in uh, 3 a little bit, but I wasn't very high, as you <laughs> might have noticed. <laughs> uh, and I played a lot of, well, I played all parts of 3 Fight a little bit, but never really um, got never really into it. Um, I think it is, um, if you want to start with a Street Fighter game, that's really the game to start. One, because mm-hmm. it's 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 the most recent one, of course. But also, I think it it kind of feels somewhat fluently. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Okay. There's something about the controls which, which feels fluently. But the thing that I don't think, where I don't think it's, it's really um, made for beginning players, they still haven't um, introduced some kind of structure to introduce players to the system. Mm-hmm. To ease you into the whole world. Yeah, to just explain what was going on. I mean, there's not even an introductionary you know, movie that tells you, okay, this is Street Fighter, yeah, you're supposed to do right, that. There's really nothing you, you, you have to kind of figure it out on yourself or ask friends, you know. Mm-hmm. The, Take it or leave it yeah. kind of thing. And, yeah. and you kind of look, look up the, the moves on the internet. You never, there, there is, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, and the move list is really badly done, I think. Yeah, it, from, it, there uh, is a move list in the game, but yes, it's really bad. From the, from, from calling it up to the visual presentation, both are both aspects are. And bad. there's this challenge mode where you can practice individual moves, but it's also not you can't, really. You can't repeat the, the, the yeah. practice. Yeah. You so can't say I want to do this move or this combo. I want to practice just five times or, or, or yeah. That's right. This is really bad. Um, yeah. And it's not this like kind of stuff. They, they, I think they should. It, it, if it was more tutored again uh, to you know bring new players in, they should have like take the challenge mode because it's, I think it's a good step in the right, right direction. But really, you know, replace it. Replace the arcade mode and make the online mode uh, online mode more like the arcade mode. And then no, I I, I was yeah, more thinking about taking the the um, challenge Just mode and, and make a big, big fucking huge um, um, tutorial out of it, kind of mm-hmm. you know, uh, where you, maybe you can make a lot of unlockables when you yeah, like, you and know. Then after make, it you can go yes. to the big online world and yeah, uh, make the unlockables there. I think yeah, it makes maybe, way more sense. Yeah, I mean there are some uh, unlockables, but you know stuff like uh, new colors for your characters yeah. and stuff yeah. like this. But it's um, but but nobody you know, understands oh. how to unlock them. Yeah, it's. Yeah, talking about the, uh, the, the colors, uh, I think they dropped the ball there because other 3D fighters already started having this customization, uh, customization, oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, whole sub game where you can uh, earn, earn um, arbitrary points, but then use that point, those points, to buy stuff for your character. This so you cool. can you can make your own character. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like in Virtua Fight. It was the same yeah, exactly that. Yeah. And then Carbo did, did. I think I like this feature. Virtua Fighter Four started it actually. If I'm, I, I could be wrong, but I think uh, they were one of the first. Even Tekken does it extensively, and uh, Soul Calibur, which uh, spawned a, a great deal, which spawned a lot of. Um, Virtual cosplay, I yeah, would like to say. They they actually built really? several other uh, popular characters w- within the Soul Calibur uh, <laughs> editor. It was really the, the the system was pretty extensive, though. You yeah. could buy a lot of costumes, and you can combine them in very you know very detailed way. Cool. So not doing that, but instead uh, doing this weird uh, color unlocks by yeah. solving five challenges. So it's just a fucking simple color. Yeah, it's so. it's really uh, unrewarding. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, right. it's, it's also, you know, they're not really using the 3D system because I would understand it if it was, you know, still 2D. 
because you can't do so much customization mm-hmm. in 2D. But in 3D, I mean, you, they should have they would should have been able to do better mm-hmm. than that. Anyway, moving on from Street Fighter, because I think we yeah. can spend two hours yeah, it's, uh, it's talking enough. about Street Fighter. Okay. <laughs> so what, what game did you play uh, besides that? Well, another game uh, would be Fallout 3. Um, All right. <laughs> <laughs> which I want to mention. I mean, I'm just not talking about the games which are kind of the most time-consuming, or in my uh, perception, the most time-consuming games. So, um, but we both played a lot of Fallout 3. we also played both, so it's also uh, good to discuss about. Um, so what did you like about Fallout 3? Whoa! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, uh, I, I think I liked pretty, pretty, pretty much about Fallout 3. It's, um, I mean, I'm also a big fan of this whole world, I think, you know, this whole steampunk idea and also played Fallout well, 1 is and it 2. steampunk? It's not very... It's kind of... It's, it's kind of, I think it's more like post-apocalyptic. Because you have to yeah. make a difference there. Steampunk is like... Uh, eight, the 60s. Like 80-100 or something. Yeah, you're right. 80, you're right. Oh, yeah, right, sure. Uh, but they also have the 60s. Uh, no, no, I'm thinking Bioshock with Art Deco. Uh, oh, so. yeah, okay. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, but it's kind of also... Yeah. It's, it's also this... Yeah. Uh, okay, but uh, I, I like this whole post-apocalyptic setting, you know, this uh, sandbox, big world, uh, many, many characters, many, many quests, all really nice things. And um, it's the thing that you mentioned that, you know, you can go through the game in so many different ways. Yeah. And it's also, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, I heard a lot of podcasts where they made an entire episode of people just discussing on what uh, what decisions they make on certain places and what characters they chose. I mean, I mean they've built a, a whole kind of a wiki system around the game yeah. that's so huge. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I was, the, the Fallout wiki, this yeah, is amazing. It's, this is, it's completely <laughs> crazy. The vault, right? It's yeah. vault. <laughs> is, it, is it in-game or...? No, no. No, it's, it's a website. A, a is it from the... Thing. Developer? No. no. Is it, well, is it from the developers? Uh, a little bit, because one of the developers who worked on Fallout, in the original Fallout 3, back when it, when it was still 2D, um, or I don't know, one of the developers kind of who was very, <coughs> very, very, um, you know, had in-depth information, he kind of started writing his own... Um, his own wiki? Well, wiki or website. And then articles he wrote was were kind of integrated into the wiki, so it's kind of... Of, it's a mashup of different. Yeah, it's a lot of lot of background information from all sorts of different sources, and it the the wiki kind of covers also all three games, mm-hmm. so the all two D games and now the three D game now that came out recently. So it's kind of uh, you know this, this entire Fallout universe is captured there. It's it's, it's really crazy. I mean, uh, I mean, of course, if you start playing the game or play the game, you already recognize that there is a pretty big story and machine yeah. behind it. But you know, if you go to this wiki you see how weird this machine in fact is yeah i mean from all details from starting from you know some damage points from certain weapons and stuff like this about uh, uh, when you can talk to whom and what influences it has on different things and some you know special hacks on every character and it's really weird i mean um and this was pretty fascinating i think i think and um so I, there are no really, you know, general flaws about the game, I think, but... It's flawless. Hmm? It's, it's flawless. No, of course <laughs> not. I mean, in general, in general, I mean, of course, it's for me, it was an excellent game, you know, from, from the whole setting and um, the gameplay itself. But, of course, there are many problems also in the game, like in every game. Um, I think one, the first problem is kind of, you know, the general story. Because the main storyline, the, the main storyline, yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's it's not so good because um, it, it just doesn't feel rewarding doing the main story. Yeah, it, it really feels... I was always trying... When I was playing the game, I was always trying to um, identify the, the, the next point where I have to go in order to progress the story and then avoid this point because I want to do something else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the main storyline is, is not that good, but uh, then the side quests and also yeah, the stories awesome. in the side quests are really awesome. And it's, really like, it's, it's like a series. Maybe, like a maybe it's intentional so that you, you do pick up all the other optional stuff so you get more out of the game, of, I think of the it, world. I'm not sure. I think it's, <laughs> it's more like if, if it, was in, um, it was intentional, it would be probably easier to avoid the progress in the main story. But you accidentally, you know, you run... S- into people who progress the story and it's really yeah. oh okay or for example one of the things that um, from the 1UP um, the guys from 1UP um, I think it was the um, Garnet Lee from 1UP yeah. um, when he was kind of criticizing um, well he also you know uh, thought highly about the game but he had this experience where at the when, at the beginning of the game he um, he was um, he didn't went to um, Galaxy News Radio okay but kind of went on exploring and accidentally got into um, to Rivet City, okay, and then talked to the um, to the um, to the laboratory woman, the, yeah, to the lab woman, and then after he did that, the entire quest of Galaxy News Radio was completed right there. Oh, so he missed it. This is a bug. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a bug. It's it's, it's okay because it's, it's intentional. It's, because it's done so by, by, by intention. Yes, by intention. Because if you go to Galaxy News Radio, you figure out you have to go to Rivet City to talk to this woman. And he did it by accident. Yeah, but, but you know, sometimes when... I, I didn't have some kind of this uh, the situation because I, 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 was, I always thought that, you know, if you... If you talk to persons or do things um, which are, you know, not in the line, but uh, storyline, but somewhere later in the storyline, um, you don't have you don't have the um, speaking or dialogue options you need no, to no, progress no. the story. No, it's 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 you can skip parts of the story if you want to. Oh, okay, I, I didn't know this. <laughs> so, so you can, there's a whole. It's a actually pretty awesome quest, I think, because you get to fight with a yeah, huge, it's, cool, it's, cool it's, enemy. It's really cool. And you get to learn the whole Brotherhood of Steel and stuff. Brotherhood of Steel is uh, kind of one of the coolest parts in the game. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and he kind of completely lost lost it because he was exploring. And he accidentally got to a part where he would, should be you know, a little bit later on in the, in the story. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of annoying because you're ca- always cautious about, okay, if I go there, will it, is, this, is this a side quest or is it the main quest and everything? Yeah. Well, but on the other hand, I always hate those games where you have to activate the problem before you can activate yeah. the solution. Uh, they, they're very... Yeah. I, I really... I, I think this is a very cool thing about the Bioware. Is it Bioware? No. Bioware? Bethesda. Bethesda. Yeah, I've always mixed up the two. Because Bioware is doing kind of the, the opposite at, at, uh, with Mass Effect. It kind of made this very roller coaster ride thing, where you don't have really big, big decisions. You have decisions in dialogues, but otherwise, you know, it's very, very pre-scripted, and there are maybe mm-hmm. just two solutions to each puzzle or something, uh, each quest. And in Fallout, it's really open world. And I, I bought this huge um, because I like to it buy the game game guides, you know, the the books from yeah. from uh, Piggyback and I, I don't know, Piggy something. I don't know. There are two companies who Brady Games. One is one is Brady yeah. Games, and the other one is. And I always buy them because I like to know the screenshots and everything. Uh, and don't, don't really read them. I read them after I play the game. <laughs> yeah, sure. But um, 
sometimes the reason why I put it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the spoilers are much worse when when you have played a little bit and then you look at some trailers again. Then you can connect the spots <laughs> way better than if you don't know anything about it. Well, so it's very dangerous. You're, you're the spoiler sensitive yeah. one. I'm not spoiler sensitive. <laughs> uh, so, and, but anyway, you have these diagrams where you can see how each quest can turn out. When you when can you enter the quest from each the different you can go go to this person to start a quest or to this person to start a quest and then what can you do next to progress in the quest oh, so the the best way to get the most out of a well, quest no, or... there's there, there are no there are not really best quests but you can just you know see the structure of the quests of, of the different decisions you can make yeah. within the quests on on how you can progress through the quest how what yeah, but, but, but i mean how they have there are, but you know there, there are certain efficient ways to do certain things maybe yeah. so perhaps and I just thought, okay, but... I don't know, I think the most efficient way is always to kill everybody. <laughs> no, it's not, because uh, in many cases you just don't get, you know, certain things or items. Oh, or... You, you can tell, right? <laughs> I, can, I can tell, because I've, I've lost some things, because, I mean, at, at certain points I was just, you know, kind of... Uh, I, w- I was kind of annoyed, you know, of, um, you know, talking, talking, going to this person, going to this person, and... So you got impatient and killed yeah, everybody. I, I, just, I just got impatient and, and killed certain persons. <laughs> and then, but and then things also, lead to other things, and then yeah. you have to kill everybody. <laughs> this is this is this was really a problem. But I think this was a kind of an interesting and cool problem because yeah. you know you have to yeah you've made a pretty critical decision, so it has also pretty critical consequences. Yeah. And I think this is also a thing they could have even pushed more. You know the consequences of um, certain things you do. I mean, uh, in in some points it was okay, but on a global scale, I think it was not okay because uh, you still are not really um, uh, you you still were. I think you were not limited enough after doing really bad things like mm. you know killing hundreds of people. They hundreds, didn't, didn't not, stop but, you too much, yeah, as they should be maybe. So I think they there they have they they could have done even a little bit more on this uh, perspective. Yeah, and, and some systems are kind of very very strange, like like you can kill people but when you're sne- sneaking so they don't notice that you killed them and yeah <laughs> it's kind of very you don't really know if they really noticed you or didn't because it's so obvious that you're there and you killed this person i mean everybody would have figured it out but they kind of don't see you because you're sneaking and it's ah it's kind of it's there, there are some there, there are lots of places where the system where the systematic aspect of the game kind of shows that's right and but, i think what also i th- to me, I would say it's kind of one of the most is the um, item holding system or oh, the, um, the system. Item of, management. Maybe. The item management is this was I think kind of realized pretty bad because you know I have just this huge unsorted, uncategorized list. Well, you can of you have item- categories. Okay. Yeah. Oh yes, you're right. We have categories, but um, the categories are completely separated from each other. You know, it's it's not like a big list where you have kind of headings or something with the categories, but. No, these are weapons, this is ammo, this yeah, is you can just look at uh, random trash, you know, you need for different things. And <laughs> so it's... Um, and also, that why is everything text-based? I mean, or at least yeah, the there are no icons. text-based. Yeah, there are no icons. Yeah. I, I already criticized that with, with yeah. Mass Effect, and it's the same problem here. It's but true. I thought it was... Uh, the item system was way better than the Mass Effect. I mean, <laughs> Mass Effect is really... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Mass fail. <laughs> Mass fail, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, um, you're absolutely right about one thing, because one of the things I did when I started playing the game was um, collecting items, like every item I could find, yeah. and selling them. <laughs> but but this is also really nice about the game, you know, because um, I think this is something that really also arises from the, um, from the atmosphere of the game, you know, that you kind of have to get this scavenger feeling that you know, okay... Um, 
they're not many resources, so I could have a potential use for everything later yeah, on. Maybe maybe it's a yeah, valuable maybe, thing. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and always optimizing your weight because you can carry so much. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, and then you get immediately to the problem, you know, you can carry just so much items and you get such throwing away items based on, on the weight. Um, divided <laughs> yeah. through the value. <laughs> 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 but, but I really love this thing, you know, because you know it's really it fits perfect to the story and the total setting and mm -hmm. world they they've created. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah, so it's, it's nice. And also at the beginning, I was like really hardcore with not using this um, speed travel function at all because I thought you know I had to get get into this role playing <laughs> thing. I have to walk everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I stopped doing that very quickly <laughs> because it's really it's, it's, it's really time consuming but it's amazing everywhere. I mean for me I mean I played role play games since I was a kid I mean it's amazing that you can just walk yeah. through the desert and at yeah, some the, point you arrive the at some town it's also great you know I, I, love, I love the sound of the music they use in the background and the atmosphere the radio is perfect so yeah um, okay, one one of the things that really amazed me, um, because it's also one of the games I played this year and one of the games I would like to discuss, is um, that there is so much environmental storytelling. So there is this main quest we talked about, we have to follow it, and it's kind of a story of the game. But I thought it was very weak, just like like, like you, do, you yeah. did. And I made actually a post which kind of describes exactly why I thought it was weak. It's, it focuses on, to make it short, it focuses on a, on providing water to everybody but from the game mechanics water is useless that's right and you actually surviving depends on medication on, on stem packs and stuff like that so it would be more much more effective if the game was about providing medication for everybody or, or, or water would have been or water should have been more a important. much more important role yeah but you don't have to drink anything you don't you never thirst in a game you're never hungry so providing water for everybody is kind of doesn't mean anything to you as a player Mm -hmm. You just yeah. have to you think about yeah from real life. I know that water is important, so that's why it's important. Um, one of the there are also other faults about the main school, main story, I think. Um, but um, but what I think that's really cool is uh, sorry. <laughs> but the thing that I really cool about it, the kind of storytelling I, I think really works well is the environmental story storytelling where we get into certain places and. They're not really telling you anything. There are no characters that, that tell you anything, but it kind of they from, show it. Yeah, from the way the place is set up, and there are little details you have to pay attention to, and then you kind of figure out, oh, okay, so this is what probably happened here. So, like for example, I I, I probably I want to make a post about it. I don't know if I, I'm still going to do it because it's so far away. But for example, this is this town called. Um, you get a mission once there were there mines on on the streets when things blow up. I know, I know. It's yeah, it's it's north of um, of this. Uh, I, I know, I know what you mean. I there, just, there's I just a town where there, there there are mines on on the streets. So. It's it's also completely dead town. I mean, there's no of one person. Yeah, there's one point, one yeah. one sniper is hiding somewhere yeah. and one sniping old, you. Old and, sniper, yeah. and you have to kind of get get in this inside. But you, what you also can do is, I was kind of hurt at that point, that point and stuff was exploding. Was whoa! I have to get out of here. Yeah. and get in in cover. So there was a house there, and I went in this house. And oh. and I mean, just looking at the house, it was amazing. It was this. It was you know, of course, dust and everything. It was a kind of this old house, and there was just um, you know, uh, there was a dead rider, uh, raider, raider, that that bad guy, lying in the in the living room. Like he was also trying to hide here and died here. So oh shit, yeah, <laughs> okay. This, this is really nice. And they go to the kitchen, check out the fridge, what stuff is in the fridge, and you know, 
and then you go upstairs and there's a kids room with toys in, in the in the on the cupboard and toys are sometimes really valuable yeah sometimes <laughs> they are but, but just you know just looking at the toys it's just so so there was a kid at, at one point living here and then you go to the bedroom of the parents and there are two skeletons lying on the on the bed mm-hmm. hugging each other so you know they died here probably I have a question does the game uh, educate you to you know pick up on this kind of um Close. No, but it's. I think uh, they, they leave you with so much time to to just look at the environments, and they give, give you so much possibilities to pick up objects mm-hmm. and, and look for for hidden objects that you will certainly you will you will you pick, just do pick it. it up. <laughs> yeah. You just you know you're, you're free to do whatever you do, and there is not so much distraction there. Mm-hmm. You have fights, of course, but um, if you don't use the quick travel, and you have to do. You have to walk to every place on foot at some at least at least once. Mm-hmm. So you do a lot of on foot exploration and and you pay attention to such. So, so I imagine that uh, it's also way more fun to design levels for this kind uh, with this kind of um, philosophy that uh, every place tells a story kind of. Then well, let's just make it uh, look nice and. Yeah. I, I guess so, but but uh, on the other hand, what I find amazing is that it's, it's so big. I mean, it's, it's the whole game huge. is so huge, <laughs> and each place there are those hidden things that you might have missed. I mean, maybe I'd, I, yeah. if I weren't hurt, I probably wouldn't. Uh, yeah, you have to, you have enter probably missed the Wazer Wifel. Huh? <laughs> the laser yeah, rifle. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's it's, it's laser rifle, but um, it's a special laser rifle from a from a kid. That or that can't um, pronounce the L, so it's the okay. Wazer wife. <laughs> and they actually okay. spell it Wazer wife. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's just misspelled, like the kid yeah. is misspelling it. So it's uh-huh. it's, it's, it's really fun. fun. There are lots of little details. Yeah, so much. It's, uh... And there are lot, again and again there are instances of this environmental storytelling where I was really uh, really struck by it. And just you know, g- general story environments um, like the DLC, like going to the pits where. It's really this visual, amazing place because it's it's you know everything. There industry in the background and, and flames like like in um, um, Blade Runner. Blade Runner, exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's everything. The, the sky is red constantly, and 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 there are these you know there's mud on the floor everywhere because there's always this muddy sound when you're walking, and, and it's just. It, it's just, um, it's just a, you, you, that's that's what I remind that's that's what I remember about the game. It's not the story about some water. I know it's about that. really also really also remembering about the details. Also this um, thing where you get inside the vault and have to talk with somebody who's inside kind of a virtual reality system. Yeah, yeah. That's, this story that, was that, so that weird. My mind. I, I loved it. It's, it was really crazy. That, that's the thing, you know. The sub sub quests and the individual parts of the main quest uh, at some point as well. They feel not not like. Um, they feel like uh, episodes of a of a series. Yeah, they feel like this is this world, like in a series. Mm-hmm. Like this is this world, and you know the characters, you know this general setup, and then they just bring an episode, a sub sub story inside this world, and and it's always new, always fresh, some always some new idea mm-hmm. that's uh, kind of nice. ma- makes a twist on this world. So I thought that was really really good. One of the things I didn't like about the game. It's not only the main story because that was I thought, thought as weak as well, but in general the way how you interact with characters. So they were so they're great at storytelling with with their environment, but they are really not very yeah, good also the, at. The, the di- I also want to add this that you know the the dialogue scenes themselves they look pretty poor because you know you have yeah. just this really static image of the character. You have no facial expression. You have 
it's really poor. And also, I think the representation of the character himself, but which is also something that, you know, they just relied of kind of a standard, you know, how, how it's done everywhere. So. Yeah, they have kind of like a system of degenerating characters. And yeah. at, at some point, you, just, you see it always. Like, it's the, all, all characters look in some way similar. That's right, so... Um, yeah, and the facial animations are really bad or not existent at all. But you know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, this is something. Of course, you can, you can really criticize criticize it because, in fact, it is like you know, it just doesn't look uh, quite um, enjoyable. It's got like this. I mean, I don't know. It's it's such a huge world, you know, and such a complex system also, and so many characters that are walking around this world that I don't know how it could be technically, you know, just technically manageable, manageable to um, do something like this to give characters more individual individual expressions and stuff like this it's, it's hard but but uh, it's okay one one thing i always compare it to um to the other great rpg out there which is well what was at the time um mass effect and while mass effect had a lot of things that were not as good as fallout this is one point where you really appreciate you know mass effect because it really has some The, patient, the expressions of the characters are well, they, they they could be criticized as well, of course. They, it's still not perfect, but they feel much more emotional and much okay. more engaging. Also, the writing is really excellent in Mass Effect. Like you have different choices, and some choices are asshole choices, some choices are <laughs> good guy choices. But regardless of what you say, the character will always say something smart. Hmm. But it's always smart with, of course, the twist you selected. So. Evil, but still, still smart. It's not like oh, I'm going to kill you, and then you, you kill well, everybody. But there are also some <laughs> funny things in Fallout. Did, did you, did you ever create a character with intelligence? One? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I heard, I only heard um, about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like when you do that, the, your choices are just, you know. <laughs> yeah, no choices. It's, it's fun to experiment with the system, but it's still too geeky, too gamey, and it's it goes back to the argument of um, how is this guy called? Um, games are about. <laughs> Are about things, not about people. Chris Crawford. Chris Crawford. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's always it's it's an ideal example of this is a game that it really excels at creating great environments and interaction with with objects, but really fails totally at an interaction with people. It's kind of they they feel like objects for all all intents. But uh, post apocalyptic is the optimal disguise for the setting for that, right? I don't know. Is it? As, if it if because it, you you have so so little people and you. You have this uh, indirect environmental storytelling. I, I would expect you know people to bond more with each other with each other with their. With yeah, their that's true as well. Yeah. So like you know like in um, I Am Legend, like where the people are much more valuable. Yeah, because they have only five. Yeah, and okay. that's what I mean. I don't know. So maybe moving on from Fallout 3 because we spent so much time yeah. already with it. Yeah. Are there any other games? Um, right now, I think uh, from my That's side, it. it's okay. I think I think these were the games I could say I spent most of the time, and where I think we could discuss most about it. Um, let's continue. I mean, we're short on time, so uh, so let's go, just go immediately into my games because yeah, I only can, yeah, can just start. Off. We already did four or three. Um, one of one of the things I and Fabrice also played was Need for Speed Shift. Yeah, right. Which I uh, j finished just recently uh, in, in the last game of the year, uh, last day of the year. I finished the game. One of the things that one of the things that Need for Speed uh, Shift does, um, I think, it has a lot of flaws, and you can discuss, you know, maybe in, in the post what the flaws are. But one of one of the things that it does well, I think, is um, create a distinct identity 
in a environment where it's very difficult to create an identity for a game. Mm-hmm. In an oversaturated market. Yeah, because there are Forza segment. and there's Gran Turismo and all the simulation games are kind of very, or racing games in general maybe. So is it more simulation? Uh, well, from the gameplay, it's more simulation, yes. I would say it's, well, it's maybe a little more arcade little, yeah. than, than a, um, a Forza. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a certainly more sim- simulation than other Need for Speed titles. How is uh, Project Gotham Racing? Oh, I haven't played that a lot. I only played the old um, Metropolis Street Racer. Okay, but so I guess it's more arcadey because you have all this drift kind of uh, mm. mechanics. I can't really tell. I, 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 I haven't played the, the... The thing is about Need for Speed Shift is um, it felt realistic to me. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, Yes, when you play it a lot, you start noticing that, oh, maybe I wouldn't probably be able to recover from this power slide in real life. Yeah. But um, because of the... the uh, and that, this is the main thing about identity, it's this cockpit perspective. Mm-hmm. Because the co- cockpit perspective and um, how the cars feel like they're attached to the ground, I think. You know, they, they feel like... You're feeling like you're, you know doing all the stunts and, and like the, they're really, you know, unlike in, for example, in Gran Turismo, where it feels like you are floating about the street and you have no real connection to the ground, where you kind of, they tell you that it's, it's realistic, but it doesn't feel like car driving mm-hmm. in, in some ways. It's, it's better with a wheel, but, but when you play it with control, it doesn't really feel like car driving, more like, I don't know, flying or something. So the the perspective is, is a big deal. And the perspective, also the sounds maybe, you know, the the wheels are screeching. And also, of course, the controls and they, you know, the, like when you start it, um, you immediately can do like a small drift, like a small slide around the corner. And you can't do that in Grand Theft Auto, um, Grand Theft Auto GTA. No, not GTA. Grand Turismo. Grand Turismo, right. Yeah. The other G game. <laughs> the other GT game. Yeah. So in Grand Turismo, you know, uh, the, the, uh, it's very difficult to do a power, uh, a drift. A slide. A drift, uh, a drift. A slide, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and um, it doesn't feel so snappy. Like and like it looks when people are driving cars really fast. Like, you know, the cars are constantly spinning out of control. I don't know. I, I can't really tell, but uh, what I... What I what I can really, uh, what I really appreciate about the game is that it was able to establish kind of an identity. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's Forza and and Gran, uh, Gran Turismo, and the only thing that distinguishes those two are maybe you know how many cars they have and how many tracks there are. The platform. The platform, of course, yeah. But but you know, bringing yet another game into the in the thing wouldn't. Uh, it, it, a lot of people tried it, like Enthusia, and there was things like Enthusia. Oh, right. I played it a little bit. It was a good game, but it didn't really have something, you know. To... Funny you should mention that, because uh, I think one of the the main point of Enthusia was that they introduced this, uh, the G-Force. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. This is something, from my understanding, you feel more... But from the perspective in yeah, Need for yeah. Speed, and it, it's in a way it's, it's similar to the Enthusia thing. But the problem is with Enthusia, you couldn't really read the G-force really. Really, I mean, you had this indicator of G-force, so it's and too it abstract. Was a, it was a logical thing, and you mm-hmm. had to analyze this this thing, but you didn't really feel it. Mm-hmm. And with Need for Speed Shift, you feel it. I think mm-hmm. it feels like car driving. You know, it feels like you're driving a car really fast, and. You know, the kind of adrenaline you get just when you get into a next-tier car, like you start out with a, I don't know, with a, I started with a Mazda RX-8, 
which also is a big bonus because it's my favorite car and it's yeah. just available right from the start. <laughs> but, you know, I start with it and it feels just cool and, you know, I started grinning right away. But my first lap I started, you know, just laughing because it was, it was fun to drive it, yeah. Do you think they should have limited um, the perspective on the cockpit view and leave out all the others? No, I think the people would complain about it. Yeah, sure, but uh, I don't know. If you can switch... Yeah, that's, well, that's I, I tried the game a few minutes at uh, Robert's place, mm. and I very quickly switched to the normal external view. So I, <laughs> so this um, the the USP didn't yeah. um, get to me. Yeah, maybe. So maybe they should have maybe put some some incentives into using the cockpit view. I know Forza does that, but the cockpit view in Forza is pale in comparison to. Um, How does Forza does it? Uh, it also has a cockpit view with a fully modeled cockpit, but the, the head movements of the... Of yeah, the, I mean, how, how, what's the incentive? Um, you get an achievement for completing one race with it. Oh, big fucking yeah. achievement. Yeah, I don't know. You know if, for Need for Speed Shift, if you do a couple of races with it, you get used to it. So, you know, for me, it was very difficult to switch to different perspectives. Yeah, that's points. what I mean. So, for people to get used to it, because um, for my first uh, couple, couple of tries, I didn't have to get used to it. Yeah, so, it was the same it, point for me. It, it missed. Uh, I missed it. Completely. But I also like viewing the cars, you know, because also yeah. when you switch outside and you have. Um, kind of upgraded your cars they also look you know a little more interesting and stuff like this so it's also you can always watch the replays uh, <laughs> yeah okay this is also right but i don't know for me it was like you know i was i, I had i was trying to you know i was thinking about if i'm going to buy forza or not i was kind of gran turismo and for me it was like if i use the same cockpit view as every other game then there's no point in it mm -hmm. so i wanted to see the new cockpit view because everybody was boasting about it and i was really i really liked it And I just kept playing it because because it, it felt natural to me, and it's I think it's it's really that's what I like it. They were able to establish a unique identity, you know, a unique USB yeah. in an environment where it would be otherwise difficult, and not just by introducing even more cars or make it be more, more realistic. More real, yeah, physics. Um, do you start a race by getting into the car? You know, um, the camera goes oh, into no, that position. Doesn't. But they should have made this. This is, yeah, this is a nice idea. Yeah. Um, But then you, I mean, but this is also, I think, one kind of critical point or wound about all these games is the character who's driving actually the car. Because you know, nobody, you're not, not really. Yeah, it's, 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 it's nothing. It's, I mean, I mean, in, um, in uh, Burnout, it's, it's even more funnier. There's really nobody, nobody in the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is really, to this be, is PG, to be PG zero, huh? yeah. <laughs> because nobody's getting hurt. Yeah, that's what I think about it. Because the game starts, so I think the game um, Need for Speed Shift also starts out really strong. Because there is this, you know, you start out with, there's some guys and constantly talking to you, like the guy in your ear. Very typical EA. Yeah, but it's cool because he's he's kind of you feel like a you know there's this okay. experienced yeah. driver you know putting you yeah. telling you what to do you know mm -hmm. and um, you get a car you, but you get the car only for one race so this race really counts right so uh, and it's a kind of kind of a good car like a, a I don't know BMW and you get it you make one one lap around the track and then after the lap. Um, Depending on how you did, well you did, um, the game suggests certain settings. Ah, okay. The, 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 ah, yeah, you're right. The first, the first uh, I've, I've forgotten it already. Yeah, uh, because I thought it was really cool because the game really tells like, you, you know what the setting does, and we figure out this is the best setting for you. You can still change it if you don't want to. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and then um, it goes into the main race because then this was just a practice lap, and then it goes to the main race, and depending on how how well you did in the first race, you get a different amount of money. So if you are finished first, then you get the most amount of money. Mm-hmm. But it's not that that big of a deal because you can restart it any any time you want. But it feels like you know this this story. You know, you get this car and you get this race, and you have one one chance to get into this world of racing, and it really counts. And you're the hope everybody's uh, counting on everything. And also, the cars already has some stickers, so it's probably from different yeah. teams or something. <laughs> I don't know. And um, it felt like this would be a great place to you know start a whole storyline where you kind of develop you further. You know, you get this money, and then you you start you know your team, and yeah. you have this crappy car, but you kind of you this cool guy who has these skills, and you have to win some setup race to save somebody. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe I mean they even have these achievement like or points where you're driving aggressively or or not or precisely like precision and aggression points. Yeah, but I've I've always earned. Precision points. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but but I, I was driving fucking aggressive. I mean, yeah. I <laughs> it's like kind of bumped everybody. It's, so. it's very difficult to get aggression points. Yeah, um, and um, it, it felt like you know this again. Um, it would be interesting if there were like certain races where you have to, where depending on how you race, um, maybe there was some, some kind of story that developed differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be way more nuanced and and, and interesting than simple choice. Yeah, yeah also in, in relationships to other drivers and you know, yeah, there are better. relationships to other drivers. They're like like when you finish when, when the races and when you finish all the races in a special event category, okay. then uh, they tell you okay this this ra- this driver who was in all of the races, um, he paid, pays attention to you and now he wants to um, to challenge you to a duel. Oh, okay. And then you do a duel against this race driver. Oh, it's a nice start. And so, then, do you think um, stories are the next step? Well, there, it has been tried a lot of times. When, um, really? There, in, there are, in racing games? Yes. There is um, one of the games that re- people really rec- recall quite often. Right, is, Transporter is kind of a big inspiration source, maybe, for such racing Well, that, that's not really racing. That's really this... Um, you mean Transporter well, movie? The movie, yeah. That's, okay. that's not really racing. Uh, that's more like um, escaping the cops. And I think yeah, but they it, tried that with uh, <laughs> Need for Speed Undercover. <laughs> and that really yeah, didn't and, really work. And Driver, I right? I didn't play yeah. it, so... Uh, I don't know. Okay, right. Driver is such a game, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, when you go back to the you know real racing games where you're just mm-hmm. going on the track rather than on the streets, then um, Ridge Racer 4 had the story. Huh? Yes. It did? It did. <laughs> what story? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, there was, there was, you know, you chose a different team and depending on what team you chose, there was a different guy talking to you. There was like this, you know, the beginner team had this guy with a, with a hat, mm-hmm. uh, like the mechanic guy and there was a woman when you chose a different team and all that stuff and they kind of... Um, but you don't miss any race by driving differently no but um, depending on how you stand the guy told different things to, to you and kind of discolored okay. you or uh, and then there was just dialogue was very nuanced like like he was like you started the you started the um, the championship very bad but you kind of approved later on so now we're rooting every, everybody's rooting for you and Okay, I missed that completely because I would play it on Japanese, which I don't yeah, speak. Yeah, I did that as well. But I recently I had the English version, and there was a little bit story in it. But the other game people often reference is um, I don't know how it's called. Um, it was on Xbox, an old Xbox, and I think it's called, it's called Touring Car Racing Driver. It's called, it has this incredibly generic name, like Touring Car Racing Driver or something. 
Uh, oh, I think it's uh, the short form is Toka, right? Sure. I don't. I don't think it's that one. I, I remember it because I saw it. On, um, I looked at it, it. I saw it on Giga on this mm-hmm. TV show in Germany about games, and it also it had really a complicated story. Oh, okay. Like really, there were characters introduced to you. I I, I remember, and, and you were okay, you didn't play a specific character, but um, but you know they were kind of talking to you, and and it was like like I told you, you know. This race means so much to us because mm. you know. Okay, so to the audience, sorry for my ignorance. Yeah, but but they didn't make um, you know from what I understand, there was not yet an attempt where to make a real story where individual races, you know, where you decide within the race mm-hmm. on, on, on the outcome. Yeah. Okay. So, but again, you know, NF, Need for Speed Shift introduced a lot of mechanics, which are a little bit flawed, but still. They have the potential to make it more RPG-like. Um, okay, and then that's about it um, from from the big games. Okay, I also played Red Faction Guerrilla, which um, I already made a small, uh, small <laughs> a small big post, a small big post about about collectibles because they're very big on the collectibles. It's a very solid game. I really liked it a lot. I played a lot of it in multiplayer, and the only thing I would like um, I say I would like to tell about it is. I really think multiplayer achievements should be forbidden mm-hmm. because there are like if you look at, um, at the amount of time you have to invest in the achievements, <laughs> like you know if you look at single player achievements, they are most like okay you have to be good or show a special kind of skill, do something very difficult, or you know collect some uh, some collectibles. But they are you know all quite reasonable things you can kind of do in, in certain time, yeah. And if you look at multiplayer achievements, they are insane. The amount of time you have to invest to get them is is just mind blowing. Because, of course, you know there's always this idiot some somewhere out there who does it, and then the game developers feel like <coughs> our game was not difficult enough, so we have to push the achievements even higher. Because people are playing the game constantly for hours, so we have to put the achievements like way way high. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise people aren't rewarded, and, and it, especially these people who invested so much time in it are, aren't rewarded. But it, I think it's, I think uh, this is where Call of Duty uh, really, the guys from Call of Duty really did the best thing. They just, you know, um, there are completely no achievements for multiplayer in Call of Duty, even though it has this very extensive multiplayer. Mm-hmm. They do all the achievements in game, so they're in the game, like they're, they're unlockables in the game. But there are no achievements, you know, official achievements from for playing multiplayer, and I think that's the only way to go, because uh, it's just insane. There should be maybe small achievements for you know you try to multiplayer to to get you yeah. into, into multiplayer, okay. but there shouldn't be like you have to grind uh, thing you know matches to get to get some kind of you know kill five thousand people or something. Yeah? That's one of the achievements. I mean, that's insane. And if you just count the hours you have to do, do them, it's just insane. How much did you do? <sighs> I don't want to count it. But it's um, you have one of the achievements is win two hundred fifty matches. Yeah, and one match is at least ten minutes long. So you do the math. <laughs> My win ratio was about fifty fifty. So, so I did five hundred matches times ten minutes. Five thousand minutes. Whoa. <laughs> for, for that one achievement for that one achievement of course they there overlaps so that, that's, that's the problem they also overlap so there's actually no reason to I mean why why do you have 
this achievement and uh, you know killing five thousand people because doing this achievement you probably also kill five thousand people so it's kind of mm. I don't know I find it quite annoying and I also think you also have to consider one thing you know there may be people out there who don't have Xbox Live so what do they do then they can't can't complete the game or what or what oh. happens if at some point the commu they, community gets too small but I think it's also some how how you see these achievements I mean um, okay for you it's something like I've come when I've done all achievements. I've completed the yeah, game. Yeah, okay. But you know, for most people, and also I think more average players, it's much more like um, okay, the story ends. I played this game through, so it's it's over. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Perhaps that's why I think maybe there should be like special achievements which are called multiplayer achievements or something. Like like there's this you can separate the single player from multiplayer more clearly. Yeah, this is. Because and for me it is every game it's like now it's it's every game can decide for themselves what they choose and it's it's wild. Sometimes you get you know like Avatar Mindbender where you can just get all the achievements just pushing one button for five minutes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of the games people. It's a shitty game, but people buy it because to you earn can, the thousand points. Yes, it's just cheap at one thousand points. Okay, I, I so, don't care about the so, points. So um, if. If someone someone doesn't play online at all, yeah. uh, then the points doesn't matter. Well, but still, you know, there's this. No, this this. The, the points are only for showing off that you have done so and so much, yeah. and if if nobody sees them, then okay, it's just this. this just well, I think it's it's also some kind of identity, you know, because um, or yeah. online identity. Yeah. Yes, so, yes. So if nobody sees the identity, then, then it doesn't okay, matter. But, Yeah, in this case, but you, then you can also, I think, kind of leave the points off because if this is, it's yeah, nowhere that's what shown, you yeah, you that's what I'm, what I'm saying. Yeah. That um, when you say if someone doesn't play online, then it doesn't matter if he gets those points or not. And there's also, I don't kind know, of, yeah. one of the things I like to do. I mean, maybe it's, I'm, I'm just a crazy person, but I like to when <laughs> I know you are. When I, of course, I am. <laughs> but when I kind of when I quit playing for for the night or something, I just go out to dashboard and don't quit the console immediately and go out to dashboard and just check out my you know the newest achievements I got. Yeah, but this is nice. I also do it because just game, you just them. don't get it, and then you yeah. Yeah, course. just browsing to them, checking out you, how, how how I look to other people, or just and then well, recently when you get, got go to Xbox, then you get this um, games you completed on the first page, and these are recently already, since when? Uh, recently, well, recently since a couple of months or something. Really, it wasn't always like that. Uh, I don't have a, a page saying... Maybe you haven't completed the game yet. <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure it, it, it's like that. When you go to your own profile... This, oh, it, it is it, when you really got all achievements. Yeah. Okay, Okay. so I, I have, I've never done And that. on PSN it's the same. You get a, a um, platinum trophy if you get all of them. Mm -hmm. So it's not the, in the library saying that the games I've, I'm playing, the games I have, blah, blah, blah. Well, there's, you have you, you check out your own profile, and then you have like one page. There are different pages, like in Xbox Live, and the first page is showing you this game you completed the following games, and and then it shows the icons of the games you you where you have all the achievements. And that is only for where you have thousand gamer points. Yeah, depending on how many achievements there are. Sometimes there are more because of DLC or something. Okay, so single player finish doesn't count. Only uh, achievement finish counts. Uh, I don't know, but but I'm just I don't know. I, I've I, never I, seen that. So I would, I would like to have a structure there. So so it's always like you know, uh, you know this is uh, this portion of the game is only the portion 
only part part of the achievements that are for single player, and this person mm-hmm. is only for multiplayer reserves. You know, some kind of structure. Because right now it's it's wild. Sometimes for some games I won't be able to get all the achievements. Yeah, but at all. Well, it's the first iteration of the system. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. And of course, it gets more complicated when you introduce some you know, so systematics. You have to learn that these are the multiplayer achievements and yeah. you kind of. I don't know, but I don't. I don't like again because uh, if you just compare the time you have to invest them, it's just d- different kind of achievement, different kind of, of thing. The one one thing is you can do in thirty hours for fifty hours you can complete the single player mode, but the other thing is you have to play for days and days, uh, you know, grinding this this very boring part of the game <laughs> to get this one. It's different kind of things. You can compare them; they shouldn't be the same. Um, okay, one of the things this year I really liked was were downloadable th- downloadable things like downloadable games or downloadable content like um, for example Fallout DLC which I really enjoyed a lot and I'm kind of warming up to the whole idea of downloading games because until then I was always like for example I have the old PSP because I would like to buy the UMDs not because I like the UMDs I hate the UMDs but because I can sell them again and because I can look at them in my living room and stuff like that. And it feels more like I own them, own them if they are physically mm-hmm. in my hand. And there's a lot of problems with DLC right now. Like stuff, you know, like regional stuff we have to deal every day with. Like I can't buy, if, if I'm a German person, person, I can't buy Fallout DLC in English. It's not possible. There is no option to do that. Every DLC I buy must be in German because I live in Germany, because I have a German Xbox account. So I have to create a UK account, even though I don't live in UK, to download <laughs> the, the, the country. They will ban you now. <laughs> <laughs> to download, well, maybe I didn't do it. <laughs> to, to download uh, content from, uh, from, the different, from yeah. in different language, which is ridiculous. I mean, it's silly, yeah. And even then, uh, uh, maybe there's some kind of IP uh, problems, like uh, they, they track your IP. So uh, if, if they figure out that you're not the country and there is some, some questionable content in the, in the downloaded content, they don't allow it to download you the content you paid for. So you don't really own it, you just rent it. Also, the check only uh, applies when you paid for it. Yeah, after you paid for it. That really sucks. It really sucks, I know. Well, I know that, for example, I bought a UK version of, of Call of Duty, and it works fine on the Xbox, but there is also the download coupon for Call of Duty Classic, and it doesn't work anymore because the IP locked it. So I bought, I paid them extra money for the extra coupon mm-hmm. inside the box, but I can't get the game now. So it doesn't, I don't really own it. Mm. <laughs> it will. Yeah. So, you know, still a little bit problems, but still, um, you know, playing games like Pixel Junk Shooter, I mean... It, it's one of the games I enjoyed most this year. It was a very small game. It was very, um, it, was, it had a lot of cool ideas. I look forward to the release. You know, I, I was at, at, the, at the day when it was released, I was there. You know, just, you know, counting, waiting for the for the, you know, because of time shift. There was it was later on the evening as, because it was released in America and you know, waiting for it to arrive at this. No, so um, okay, it's off of it. Let's let's continue. Okay, so um, I was really, um, I really liked it because it was so small. So you know, I was able to finish it in two evenings. It was not this big budget, huge game. It was mm-hmm. this very small thing, and you're able to do it when you go DLC, when you go digital. digital. Mm-hmm. And I really like it. 
and I hope uh, you know this um, this is being developed further because um, I see it, it, I can imagine if more people do it like that I can I can see it being a big um, like a big alternative to this this huge triple A titles where you have to invest so much money mm -hmm. and so much time that you can only afford you know buying maybe the biggest games. Just of of time reasons, because yeah. You don't have time. The best of the breeds, yeah. 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 Because if, if I look at my backlog, I mean, it's it's huge right now, and and I don't have so, to play. So games. I can borrow some more. <laughs> yeah, probably because I I don't have to play for an entire year now because I have enough games yeah. already in my backlog. And, and, and actively avoiding that. <laughs> <laughs> and and DLC, I mean, uh, just games like Pixel Giant Shooter can always just push in somewhere and, and, and play. And I think that's awesome. By the way, talking about um, digital distribution, have you seen the recent OnLive presentation? No, I haven't. Uh, There's a new one? There's a new one. It's not um, not a keynote or anything. I think the the founder and this main OnLive guy gave this presentation in uh, University, Columbia or something, mm. and uh, talked about some of the technologies and why it can work. And um, we were, uh, or were skeptic about the, the response time, the latency, and he actually explained that um, they are doing completely other kind of video compression. So things are, there's only one way. Uh, there's... Okay, just see the presentation, and it sounds okay. sounds There's like a technical it, solution that 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 might alleviate the problems yeah, with them. Yeah, basically what they say, what he says is that it works, and um, he actually has a live demo, and uh, people in the room, those were young students, um, some of them could try it out, hmm. and apparently it feels alright, even uh, something like Crisis. I'm still skeptical. Yeah. Uh, I definitely need to try it out yeah. myself, but um, it's not like on a presentation that people play it and say it, it, it doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. but what he says is that uh, you have about a maximum latency of 80 milliseconds, oh, which is, which is uh, two or three frames. And that's okay. For most of the game, it should be okay. And that's um, the maximum they're going for. And he explained a whole lot um, of the system behind it, so it actually sounds promising. The and thing, what, yeah. what impressed me a lot is actually in the presentation, he started hosting games, someone's playing it with his this micro console, and uh, then he uh, um, gave out two iPhones with which uh, you can spectate. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing I'm really yeah. interested in. And uh, people, apparently, just... when you play, you you can see how many how many people are watching you. Mm. So like, uh, I'm I'm the hot I'm guy. A TV star. <laughs> yeah, this kind of thing. Oh my god, everybody's watching. So um, yeah, if, if it's if the technology actually works and if uh, the marketing's right, I think it's a pretty important next step. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, but maybe for for some for other podcast, maybe. Yeah, just because but, of digital stuff. But the spectating thing, I I just totally agree. I think this is the one of the technology I would really like to see in stuff like Xbox Live integrated mm -hmm. in Xbox Live. Because what I really like about doing is when, for example, you buy you guys are, are online just checking Fighting. out just checking out what you're doing. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. I would like to have have that function one step further and just jump into your yeah. game and just see what you're doing right now. Yeah. Um, and Super Trivia Data 4, you can do that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's replays, right? 
Now we can speculate, actually. There's yeah. a channel for that. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. cool. Looking forward to it. Okay, um, as, as far as... And we're not announcing any game of the year, but from the games I played, um, I think it would be either Fallout, which is um, one of the yep. main titles, which I spent a lot of money in, uh, a lot of time in. And time is money, as we time know. Time is money, yeah. <laughs> no, but it was really grabbed me, and really, I was really looking forward to evening time where I was at the time to play it and even though I was working a lot during that time I still you know were played, yeah. played into the night and, and sleep slept less <laughs> just in order to play it I really enjoyed it a lot mm-hmm. um, <coughs> and then me but then maybe uh, Pixel Junk Shooter because I really liked it I really liked it it was very well polished and small and I I, I know it, it was it was kind of an alternative to this big, big uh, behemoth of, of um, Fallout 3 and uh, a game I didn't notice yet, or um, I didn't mention yet, Scribblenauts. I was looking forward to it. I played very shortly. I didn't, I didn't play through it, through it yet. Um, it's still in my backlog. But from what I played um, until now, I mean, it's it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. exactly what they promised. I think maybe people expected a little more from the from the descriptions, but I always saw it a little more. Uh, I think down to earth because I have kind of an insight into the development part so I can understand probably what they went for. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I, I wasn't disappointed at all by, by what they delivered and it was an excellent idea. And um, I think they, they totally deserve for, you know, being called King of the Hill. Cool. Um, one of the th- thing, questions I would like to ask you guys, is there a game in this year which you heard about but you haven't played it and you wished you had the time? I think a lot. Of, well, um, one particular game, like especially if you're talking about game of the year, Uncharted Two, definitely, yeah. Yeah. because uh, I don't own the console, and uh, well, in the, in the last few days or weeks, um, the whole media is totally over it. Yeah, uh, totally. Because of this um, retro- retrospect and game of the year thing. Um, before that, also my brother was totally raving about it, and I. I think I saw and played uh, 10 or 15 minutes of it, first um, level, and it looked really nice, but uh, I really wanted to know how it plays and how the um, pacing and all mm-hmm. everything is. I played it on, on the Gamescom in, in Cologne yeah, but this year. Which, which level was that? I didn't play it. I had the opportunity, but I didn't play it. Okay. I didn't find it so interesting at that time. I also made some really stupid predictions about, about how, it, okay. how it would go. Yeah, well, um, I heard a lot about the first um, part already, so I wanted to try, try that out. And the level I played wasn't that impressive. Well, I mean, the, the graphics were already very imp- impressive, but the gameplay was a mixture of Tomb Raider and... Uh, Years of War. Well, yeah. Well, the shooting was not as much, um, wasn't that a, that big a part. I wanted to say um, Prince of Persia, oh, okay. where you climb uh, on the environment, which doesn't uh, look that um, gamey to me. You know, it, it seems a bit natural where you can climb, but not as much freedom as in uh, Assassin's Creed, which would be my other choice. Assassin's Creed 2? Yeah. Have you played the first one a little bit, right? Yeah, it's the first one lying around here, and um, I think I, I talked about it in one of the past past classes. Um, um, Middle Age or Venus uh, or Renaissance? Age. Yeah, the first. Oh, the first. Yeah. 
yeah, I think the the free from climbing was fun and the vistas are great, but uh, the game is boring. Yeah. And they say that the second um, much better solves the all the problems of the first. So maybe I'm waiting for it uh, because my brother-in-law has it, and I can just as the first uh-huh. first one is is from him, I can borrow the second one from him as well. So I'm just waiting right now. Okay, what about you, Fabrizio? Well, at the moment, I would tend to name Street Fighter Four for, for my favorite, especially because you know the whole experience. Also, when getting into it, because it felt so. Oh, yeah, that's your game of the year. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I I would say so. Yes. Ah, okay. We, sorry, I, I was confused. Now we're, yeah, we're talking okay. about games uh, that uh, we would like to play but yeah, didn't play. Yeah. Um, I think Little Big Planet would also be kind of a game I would like to see. Well, you can. Perhaps uh, I, I could have a look come, at come yours. Over and then help me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, this this uh, would be one game, and I think also a game I missed completely, but I heard a lot of uh, about it was Bioshock. Oh yeah. Oh. So which is but also it's not kind of a big title, this year, isn't it? No, 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 it's, it's both Little Bit Planet and Bioshock. They are both year. from last 2008. year. Two thousand eight. Oh, Little Bit Planet even even further. I mean, maybe. No, 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 no. Well, Little Bit Planet uh, was recently released on PSP. This year, okay. so it still counts as, as yeah. <laughs> somehow as game of this year. Okay, Bioshock is a little older, but um, Bioshock Two is also yeah, in. Um, it will be released soon. Soon, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely one. Also, one of the games from. You can uh, check out the demo. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the beginning of the game at uh, at the friend's place, so I know more or less what it is. And you also showed me some, you know, saved games from from later on, and you know how it looks and what you can do and stuff like this. And it looked really nice. You can borrow it from Cologne Game Lab. We have it there. Ah, yeah, we have it there. And nice. even the English version. Um, I'm actually interested in Demon's Souls. Have you heard about that? Yeah, I heard of it. But nope. is it out in 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 our part of the world, uh, or is it only Japan? You can download it. You can get it from from UK. Oh right, PS. No, it's PS3. PS3 is. I know. Uh, I thought that it's only Japanese. No, it's not. It's 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 uh, translated. Is it out here as well? Not I don't Germany. know. I haven't checked if it if it's in in Germany, but but you could certainly get it in yeah. UK. I heard some some enthusiastic comments yeah. about it. I was, but I'm really it looks amazed. really. Uh, it looks crappy. Yeah, it looks meh. It looks like okay, meh. it's generic <laughs> and, and yeah. That's 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 why I would like to. And people are raving about it, and it's received a lot of a uh, lot of uh, prizes from game, for game of the year or, or mm. different you know competitions. Circles. Different different. Um, no, uh, there are different categories, and it received uh, first place in a lot of categories. And I was kind of very surprised. And even people you know from were more like um, let's say highbrow or like more more you know see games more in a scientific or or more um, analytic way. Or more. Even they liked it. Even they liked it, and so okay. it's not like it's oh yeah, it's so it's this hardcore game, and and you know you're grinding through it, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know it, it does some. It, it seems to be doing some 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 things right, and um, but I know <laughs> looking at my backlog that it will take a lot of time <laughs> until I arrive. Yeah. This one. So yeah, that's why I have like, also some games to uh, do. I mean, G- also GTA, which uh, I have, but yeah. I actually didn't play that much yet. Uh, I mean, Liberty City and um, episodes of uh, well, Gay Tony. My cousin who received my old Xbox, uh, I got. Uh, I also gave Your him cousin, a cousin, my Nico cousin. <laughs> He's from Poland. <laughs> no, he can speak Polish. 
um, I gave him my GTA. So, and, and I got, of course, new version. So, uh, <laughs> so we can maybe play it together. Okay. I mean, I got uh, all the the, no, the 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 new episode stuff. Yeah, yeah, but there's still multiplayer. Nice. Yeah, we should try it out. Also, the um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. No, it's only Modern Warfare Two now. It's not Call of Duty anymore. No, it's still Call of Duty. They still, still change it back back to Call of Duty. Is it? Call yeah, Duty they were for Modern Warfare Two. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucked up. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we have to play some things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We have still a lot of play. And you should also get uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. So we <laughs> <laughs> can do more so spec ups. Okay. So we finish off with, off with um, yeah. unless we have something more to tell about. I no, think we we talk a lot again way too long. Yeah. Let's let's finish. Let's finish. Um, let, let's us do the, our our um, game that nobody played. Oh. <laughs> do you have a game that nobody played? I don't think so. Oh, great guys! So I have to just uh, pull <laughs> I mean, out something we, out of my. We were ass. just talking about games we, we, we would like uh, have played. Yeah, now we are talking. <laughs> <laughs> talking about what we played more than other people. It doesn't. Okay, but I still have one, and you haven't played it, so you can't comment it. So it's going to be really quick. <laughs> I, I promise. Um, we actually did, did a small review of a game called The Tone Rebellion, mm. which is a super old um, RT. Uh, well, I guess you could call it RTS, but it's not really RTS. Well, it is RTS, but it's not the kind of RTS you would expect from an RTS, uh, which is a very old DOS game made by a company called The Logic Factory, which just made two games. One of the games called, was called S Escadency. I, I can't really pronounce it. Uh, um, and the other one game was the Tone Rebellion. The Tone Rebellion is the less known game of the two they made. <laughs> and uh, so it's really, really niche, but it's really, really awesome. They, um, I think Logic Factory had a, made a very unique visual style back then. They rendered the visual style, but very kind of, like you could call it abstract, like they're using this very kind of like tentacle-like, uh, octopus-like creatures. They're floating in, in space. And it's really, <laughs> it's really amazing. Uh, and also the, the gameplay is really crazy because you don't control items directly, um, um, units directly, but you kind of... Oh, so how, how old is it? Uh, 93, maybe, 94. Yeah. I'm not sure, maybe 97. It's in the 90s somewhere. You can get it very cheaply, and we, again, we have a review about it. I wrote a review about it, so I can. Uh, I think it tells a little, little bit more. I think you just need, you see the graphics, and, and they just immediately just whoa, what the fuck is going on there? And and that's 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 the entire game. I mean, just totally unusual, totally different. There is it uses a theme that wasn't wasn't used by. I mean, that isn't comparable to anything out there. Hmm. Oh. And and that's also I think already speaks a lot. And it's also used a game. Um, um, there's a game mechanic which isn't used quite often. And also even there is um, kind of it's it's kind of a, like a RTS, but they have like um, adventure elements inside, like click point click adventure. So you collect items and you have to use those items in different places to unlock new areas. It's kind of really strange combination of gameplay mechanics, unusual, unusual gameplay mechanics, and unusual visual style. So please check it out if you have um, the opportunity. I think you can get it very cheaply nowadays. Like, very cheaply. Uh, so that's it for today, uh, for this um, 
somehow we never managed to make it short. <laughs> no, I, I, I was trying to aim for under one hour, but <laughs> I think we are long overdue. Yeah, we are about two hours now. Okay, so. that's okay. Um, so um, that's it for, for for us today. If you have any comments, if you want to maybe say something about the game you enjoyed the most uh, this year, it doesn't have to be a game that were released this year because we figured out that we played actually quite few games that were released this year. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter because well, we want to talk about game design aspects. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter when the game was released. Yeah. It's important that you played it and that you found something interesting about it. So please uh, share uh, your thoughts with us on on uh, on our blog. We have a post up and with some comments. We have a comment section and you can post the comments there. Or you can mail them to us directly in our profiles. You can also write a fax. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you have a fax machine? Or you can call me. Here's my number. <laughs> <laughs> just call for Fabrizio. <laughs> yeah, just type. And you can even even use our gamer tags and contacts and maybe even play with us directly. So please do so. <laughs> do something. Do something. Actually, there, we had a, a user with a request for a topic, but we decided to make it maybe the second time. Next time. Next time. Yeah, we, we, have to, we have to show some authority that we just don't <laughs> yeah. do anything somebody says, but have our own will. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, it's an interesting topic, but it's a topic that... Um, we have to prepare. Right. So, until then, um, well, uh, goodbye. Happy New Year. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>